this week's episode of Tech Talk. I'm your host, Michael Amorgan. And with us this week is our co-host, Vicquel. Hello. How's your week been so far, Vicky? Long. I can't wait for the holiday. <sighs> I know exactly how you feel. <laughs> I'm, I'm... That's why I precursed a lot of things today with Happy Almost Friday. Yes. Yes. Ah, and then we have a long weekend and then back to work. Yep, and then we have another long weekend at the end of the month. Yay! Yes. <laughs> so, uh, oh, I forgot to send that. Anyway, so recently we found out that a number of things have happened and i'll start off today by saying i also found out today surprisingly that today is actually um global accessibility day and global telecoms day telecommunications day so that was interesting like i i didn't know that at all so i'm glad like i've learned something I guess <laughs> but um before we get into a little bit more about accessibility i i want to touch on twitter just a little bit and i know you are miss twitter queen over here <laughs> not not throwing shade throwing you know promotion you know but um Apparently, you know, as we've had some issues with Twitter being the bad apple of the bunch for a little bit now. Uh, when it comes to actually curating and like trying to get rid of bad accounts, I guess you could say. People like terrorists, like trolls, um, the unsavory factors of the social media space. Apparently, they are trying to revise their strategy in fighting it, and they found something that doesn't reduce it a whole lot because I think they're trying to make sure that it doesn't get too strict, but it does start to help. And I think that's uh, overall, that's a pretty good way to go. Um, apparently, they're using behavioral signals to identify harassers on their network and then limit the visibility of their tweets. So, for example, um, while their rules already prohibit abuse and it can allow you to suspend or, well, it can suspend or block offenders when someone reports them and people can mute and whatnot from people that they don't like, they're saying that they're trying to find problematic accounts by examining behavior such as how frequently people tweet about accounts that don't follow them. So, for example, at more cookies and they're just spamming us with random crap. Then, it, you know, they would pick up saying, oh, well, this is probably someone bad because they just keep spamming them. Um, or whether they have confirmed their email address, because a lot of the times they people will create an address, get a handle never really verify the email address and they use it to spam people. So 
it's that's pretty much all that they're doing with it and it seems light i'm not sure how much it will really help they said something like either four or eight percent yeah in new tests uh the approach resulted in a four percent decrease in abuse reports originating from search results and eight percent decrease from abuse reports from conversations that take place as replies to tweets according to the company overall though like do you see this really helping the situation or just like is it more like a band-aid feature it was more a band-aid feature it got it's like the first time i got like this strange this strange act on well mentioned on twitter today and like when i went to go look at it just now because i saw a notification at work when i went to look at it just now it wasn't there and it was probably it looked like a spam account honestly because it's like oh you know thank you for making this product available thanks to art and they had my name there i'm just like okay what? this is clearly what michael was addressing earlier today <laughs> but i just see it as like a band-aid over the problem and it's not really being so this is the first time it's happening to me so this is the first time i can actually say like i'm experiencing it but if they're addressing it like so clearly it's happening frequently to other accounts and twitter is always twitter twitter is the bad apple of the bunch i don't know exactly why but like you have like a lot of spam accounts you have a lot of terrorist accounts a bunch of like people like party accounts stuff like that on twitter compared to everywhere else mm-hmm. so yeah it is the 100 sure the bad apple of the bunch of course you so know would, sorry go on go on oh i was gonna say i would hope that they address it sooner or later because it's gonna become annoying yeah it will um but i mean at least twitter has the fact that i can say it's not google plus at this point and the fact that all of the <laughs> spam and porn and like recently they've actually stopped people from creating events because the the bots were making spam porn accounts well spam porn events and just like including a bunch of people because you can't stop them from doing that you don't have to be in their circles you don't have to be their friend or anything like that they could just they just could have added you so now it's selected to a select subset of users <laughs> yay i have actually used google actually no, i used it for a point in time but it's just like something really much happened in there so i just deleted it well delete the app but it's still i could still have the account but i just delete the app i gotcha yeah honestly it was good when it was being beta tested and during like when it first first came out and stuff like that but after that no it's just went downhill like really badly so i don't i don't know i don't know what's going on with it but at least it's not twitter that's that's all i can say well at least twitter's not it i sh- i got that wrong. yeah yeah so oh man twitter dropped down to google plus level then they should yeah. give up and just close down I'm, yeah 
at this point, I'm quite honestly just waiting to see when they're going to kill Google Plus or actually Me seriously too. work on it and try to get it back up. Because they haven't done Jack Diddley Squad on it for like a few years now. Yeah, like I'm waiting to see when it's going to be okay. This is clearly a fail and kill it off and then maybe work on something else and then replace. I feel like that's probably what they're going to do. They're going to kill it off. Then they're going to come back like, oh, the XYZ is the case. Have a nice little punchline. And then this is a something totally new, but it's still like the same as Google Plus. I, I could totally see them doing that. I would be pissed, but I could totally see them doing that. Oh, God. Why Google? Anyway, <laughs> um, just a quick thing. Uh, thank you, Botizimo, for following. Thank you, Subbo. 242 for subscribing on YouTube and thank you Omega WT for following on Twitch. Um getting on to the accessibility awareness day and essentially a lot of stuff that's going to be doing with accessibility. Um today apparently was made and marks the 7th Global Accessibility Awareness Day or GAAD God. The purpose of God I feel like a bad preacher now. Um, is to get everyone talking, thinking, and learning about digital, web, software, mobile, etc. Access and inclusion for people with different disabilities. Which essentially is what accessibility deals with. For those who didn't know. We kind of talked on this a little bit um, last week with Google's I.O. Uh, when it came to one of the things that was built out by a person who was actually in attendance and her husband the husband actually ken uh he really is the one that put everything together for her and allowed her to actually speak her mind using morse code which then they decided to bring into um gboard which is android's uh keyboard system and allowing them to do it on that as of this week, a, another company decided to roll out saying, you know, uh, hey, we do accessibility stuff too, and that's Apple. And <laughs> 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 as Vicky's laughing, um, they actually made it their homepage, apparently. Well, they changed up their homepage for it, uh, made a little video for it that is very similar to what they showed off at Google's I.O. event, at least in my personal opinion. I don't know if you saw the same similarity or not. I think Google addressed, Google addressed that one better. Google Google seemed to have put more heart and thought into their one. Like, that, that Google's one was kind of genuine. And then Apple was just like, oh, hey, Google did that last week. And today is... And I mean, the World Accessibility Day, so let's put something out there. And they reminded everybody that, hey, you know, Apple also supports accessibility as well. Yep. And from the ads that I've seen on the website, though I do love Apple and I do love the ads, but the ads that I've seen on their website that they did for today, they were more or less like recycled ads or they didn't take time to like shoot anything new they're just like as they did from before because in the videos you can see that they're using 
at the older iPhones and we all know when Apple has a new product they're going to constantly put that product in your face to make you want to purchase it um and yeah like the ones that I saw I think is either like a 6 or 6s I really I have to physically see them in person to tell the difference 100% but um the videos that they use where they they were using 6 or 6s and then in the images that they had on the actual website outside of the video if you guys check out the page it, it would be like the iPhone 10 the new MacBook Pro stuff like that so like they're using the images to show an example of what um the accessibility is on that device but then the videos they're showing the old iPhones okay so the the videos are recycled and they didn't have time to shoot any new ones with the iPhone 10 so they just put videos in, I mean they just put photos up instead and that the accessibility feature it's nice real salon it's not just- on the level of what Google displayed last week yeah So if I actually yeah. show the page. Oh, okay. So that's interesting. Yeah, they had Let's one see. for herring and they just had like the dude they're just saying like, you know you can FaceTime and you can use sign language while you're FaceTiming. That was the one and then like, they had, you know, you could do LED flash notification on your phone. which kills your battery faster. I I had to turn on when I first got my iPhone. I turned it off shortly after. And then they have, you know, you can type your notes with Siri. Um we finish look. Well, they have the voiceover whereas you can even read to you what you have on the screen if you're not able to see the screen. And they have where you can change the display accommodation so so it's easier on your eyes, you can make the screen darker, change the text. no inside safari there's like a read only option or something like that or read there yeah, is a read option so it's going to like kind of capsize everything and turn it into just text and images yeah stuff like that hmm. then like they have something simple which is like just magnifying <laughs> magnifying the screen which i feel like people do on their everyday with their everyday life yeah It's just like simple things that they're kind of trying to market on compared to Google and Google took like that whole extra mile to market on and Google took that extra mile to make persons with disabilities don't feel like they stand out whereas Apple kind of like okay we're going to do this and We're going to have these features on our phone. We're going to show you how these can benefit y'all so you guys can purchase our phone or purchase our products if it makes sense. Now, one thing that I did realize and I, well, I did learn from their video and I didn't actually know is something that they have that's uh, for hearing aids and it's called Live Listen. Yeah. I didn't know. I didn't know about that one. I, I had no idea they even had something like this. Um, and essentially what it is, is that if you have a hearing aid that can tie into your app, I mean, well, your iPhone or something like that, it has, allows you to fine tune it for, uh, quiet conversations. If you're outside, it'll get rid of the background noise and allow you to just have voices. It's a lot of different, like four or five different, um, options that you could pick from so you could actually hear better. And I'm surprised they haven't marketed that more. 
I mean, I actually didn't notice it until I watched the video. When I saw the video, I was like, oh, what's this? But I also was wondering, how is it? I wondered, how is it connected to her hair? And like, if it's good, if it's connected via Bluetooth, or is it connected via like plugging it into the, uh, you know, uh, uh, um, headphone, uh, jack. headphone jack anymore. But I was wondering if it's good, if it's like plugged in that way. I think it's Bluetooth. I mean, it would have to be Bluetooth. Because hearing aids typically don't have cords running along. Cords hanging down, yeah. But her ones, it, her one, like it had, it had like a string on it. If I remember correctly, I'm not sure. I might have been seeing things. So that's what I was wondering. This this requires a little bit of investigation, I think. Um, but that was cool. Like, I actually think that was the first time I saw that one. Yeah. Now there were some odd ones out there as well, like the. Um, Pretty much like saying ASL, American Sign Language, with FaceTime. And I'm like, okay, so who's going to hold the camera while you do that? Yeah, I was thinking the same that You're going to have like have the camera propped up or you can have your iPad propped up. Or, you know, they might be trying to push it towards the, um, the laptops where you just have the laptop screens there and you just face and you just um, use hand, hand sign. Yeah, you just use hand sign while you're on your laptop. And then like, there are some really weird ones like uh, setting your phone to ring with the LED flash. Like people do that and they don't, it's not for anything to do with disability. They just. Yeah, they like just have it there. Yeah, uh, like some of these. And then uh, typing in note to Siri. So, like, that is so blinding. Like when you have your hand up, like when you hold your phone just like this and you're walking and like it goes off, like it, it distracts people. It does. In the crowd. I don't know. my eyes. I don't know. Now, I know no. there was another thing, like switch control is, I think this is what they were saying, um, that pretty much allows you to connect things like switches, joysticks, um, the stuff that's behind the head for the lady inside the, um, the wheelchair. The first video, yeah. Who has cerebral palsy. Uh, it allows her to pretty much just like hit switches or whatever it is so that she could type. It allows her to be fully interactive with her phone, her uh, Mac computer, and all that kind of stuff without having to actually touch it. But, I mean, some of these things are interesting, but at the same point, I think we're... Some are. Yeah. Some are, like, okay, you stretch in a bit. You yeah. reach in just a tad bit. And then you have the, the, with the watches, you have, they allow persons who use wheelchairs to get out and get active like okay safari you use you obviously use wait do you use safari or do you use chrome oh i'm i am 100 percent apple girl i use everything stock <laughs> i, I should have known <laughs> um have you tried out safari reader actually no <laughs> okay so essentially what it does is it strips away a lot of the ads and extra content that's on the page uh, that's what i was speaking about earlier okay okay yeah and i don't actually use i've seen it i've toggled it on before but i don't fully use it because i like to see everything i like to see all the stuff that's clouding my page pretty much okay like when i when i when i change it it just doesn't feel right to me like it seems odd 
Okay. I, I could I could understand that. I I typically read a lot of like RSS feeds, so I I typically get that kind of experience anyway. Like just the title, the picture, and then the content with pictures and stuff like that. Um But I, I can understand like getting all of that. It is, isn't it, Kino? I mean Kivo, sorry. Why did I say call it Kino? Alright. LED flash pretty much what Kivo's saying. Is, yes. is LED flash and ring town is so 2000s lol um, it is. yeah i will admit i do miss seeing like little flash like notification sign to say hey you've got a, like a notification i mean granted i see everything on my screen now like as it comes up so i, I know it's there so it kind of don't need it but i mean sometimes it's no, nice. I, didn't, I didn't have that issue i didn't have that option from the jump so i'm okay with that yeah, i had that's, it on my side kit and i thought it was so cool I, it was cool it was nice and then things evolved iphones never got it and you guys had to use your flashlight essentially yep. to, yep. to yep. become a notification to fit in with the crown yep and that's how the i feel that's exactly how the whole flashlight led came about it is. It, I believe it is. Apple just kind of ripped that idea and said, "Well, people are doing it, so why not?" Yeah. So we we'll just we we'll just like you know get them still feature and a little software update, and they'll be happy with that. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. While Google, on the other hand, while they haven't gone through the full gambit of stuff and they don't have anything on their page to really like promote it, they do have a, their own section of google.com for it so if you want to go check out either of them apple zone is apple.com slash accessibility and google zone is google.com slash accessibility however google isn't all that great with design so if you want to see what yeah. i'm talking about <laughs> um it's google.com slash accessibility slash products dash features dot html Sorry about the delay, Kivo. Hopefully that gets better. I'm actually on something that should hopefully... Well, that should have been helping with lag. Um, so I'm kind of surprised if it isn't really giving you it without the lag. Yeah, but, Google's, one, Google, Google's page is lacking. It's lacking that oomph, you know? Yeah. That nice marketing that Apple have. Yes, yeah. it's lacking that. That's one thing I could say with Apple. Like they could take my money by just marketing. Whoever's on their team, hmm. brilliant. Anyway, Google, 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 Google. They have a number of features. So for starters, they have an accessibility scanner, which apparently can help Android app creators identify uh, opportunities to improve their apps for users. So that then leads into Android, which has different Android accessibility features, uh, switch access help, braille back, talk back, which I think is one of the worst offenders of, you know, people starting up a new phone, at least in my opinion, because people will set that and then they'll keep talking to them. They don't know, you don't have to double tap on the screen to do anything, including turning it off. You've got to use two fingers to swipe down and uh yeah but voice talkback 
is both good and bad. Uh, there's another one called Voice Access, which uh, allows you to control your device with spoken commands. You can use your voice to open apps, navigate, edit, uh, text hands-free. Uh, there's the overall accessibility section, I should really say, that's you know allows you to switch access, which users with limited mobility. It allows for an alternative to using the touchscreen. So that's the same, you know, using your head, using a controller, a joystick, that kind of thing to um, control your device. Braille back, which is allowing you to connect to a refreshable Braille display to your device via Bluetooth, which also works with TalkBack so that you could actually hear what you're saying or whatnot um, for a combined speech and Braille experience. And then, of course, I mentioned the obvious stuff, much like what Apple did like displaying size and font size, magnification, um, changing the contrast and color options, the captions, um, stuff like that. Then they also have other stuff. Like, <laughs> um, like Chrome browser, which allows for the same talkback stuff, allows for low vision features, assistive technology, keyboard shortcuts, uh, changing sizes again, so that's zoom, uh, keyboard access, high contrast, Chrome extensions, uh, other accessibility extensions, because, you know, developers can create stuff for whatever purpose that they have. If you're on Chrome OS, that also has its own stuff, like Chrome Vox. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry, Vicky. <laughs> like, ah, uh, okay. So now that that's over and done with, um, or maybe not. Uh, they also have stuff for their classrooms, um, like which allows teachers and students to stay organized and communicate with the class and go paperless. There's cloud search, allowing you to. Um, act search across your company's content and use it with a screen reader uh you have your the new version of contacts which has a screen reader built in as well gmail uh there's the standard and the html versions whichever is easier for you keyboard shortcuts which you can build into whatever is that you're using uh AppSync for your different stuff, Android accessibility for help for Gmail, iPhone and iPad stuff, uh, the same basic contrasting, a number of different things. And then if you look for the not so useful, not well, the not so well used stuff, like they have a walkie talkie app as well. Which is a hands-free navigation tool that allows you to... I know, right? <laughs> nice siren. <laughs> um, I don't, I don't know what's happening over on Vicky's side. Like, I know... My uncle's doing some carpentry work. Oh, that's not a siren. Yeah, it's copper jewelry. 
I sound oh. a little disgusting. Yeah. Okay, I thought you meant oh, like no. like hammers and stuff like that. No, 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 <laughs> like, like actual electric saw type of situation. Oh, okay, I gotcha. I thought that was like a like a fire engine or a police car, like just outside your house, kind of like. Oh no, no, no! Someone's house is burning down or something. I'm a, I'm a good noodle. You don't have. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I mean, they've. I'm moving away from all that other stuff. They also have things like adding wheelchair accessibility information to transit maps to pretty much say like, where's the places that you can get from here from um, X to Z, if you are in a wheelchair. So you know you have ramps and everything like that to get across the street or whatever it is. Which makes it a lot easier instead of, you know, saying we're going to give you this route and then there are stairs that, you know, to cross the street. Like, what do you do? You, you pretty much have to find your own way across now. And then one thing that they also showed off at um, Google I.O., which I actually don't think we talked about, which is kind of surprised, surprised me, was that uh, they actually are building an app for Android P that allows um, people to use the camera to see for the to help the visually impaired people to see. So, for example, they would um, attach it around their neck, essentially. I'm going to hold it like that. And what you do, I'm going to just sit up a little bit higher for a little bit of an explanation. <laughs> um, and then let's say yeah, I face my my microphone. And I tap on it, and it'll say, my black microphone, or something like that. So that lets me know what it is that I'm actually looking at. People can use it for everything from scissors to uh, flowers. And it it helps. Like, they showed off some people using it, like, to build a maze. And they actually had someone who has some problems with their vision, and they were actually using it themselves. But, I mean, it's an, it's an interesting idea, especially considering their entire AI system and everything like that. So, I don't know. I think Google could probably do better with their ad marketing for it and, like, like actually explaining. But I don't know which one actually does, like, more. Because they both, like, have, okay, so, Apple has iPhone, Macs, well, iOS products and Macs, and their uh, smartwatch. Mm-hmm. And, and I mean, they, they, I, I feel they're probably going to connect the home port in there somewhere. Yeah, I think they actually had something about they had Siri. It, they had it, yeah, they had it on their page with Siri. So, they're connecting the home port. It may not be extensive, but they're connecting it there somewhere. Yeah. Uh, Google, on the other hand, you know, like I said, it's it's a little hodgepodge and it's not so great to actually like view how they have it. But I I don't know. I, I feel Google probably has more services that they have to build out for. So I'd probably give it to them in terms of what all they've actually built out. But I think for the services that they provide, they might actually be doing a fairly good job comparatively. What do you think? 
I actually saw Google's list and it is, it's a lot. Um, so I would, I would give this one to Google because they're in the di- they're in the right direction. But at the same time, Apple also have their pros over Google. If it makes sense, that they have all their devices that kind of link together with one. Um, also, they have especially their smart watches, where it's allowing person in wheelchair to be able to complete their rings and do activities. Well, minus LED flight, the LED flash. That one. <laughs> Did Google have one similar to um, the one with the herring, where you can? plug it in you allow you to kind of turn down the volumes that you want to hear and turn up well turn on the voice that you want to hear and then turn up the ones that you want to hear or no i haven't yeah. seen that okay then yeah so like apple apple would have their pros over google and google would have their pros over apple so i'd say 50 50 actually no yeah Maybe sixty forty. Hmm. I give Google a little bit more than Apple. Maybe like ten percent more. Hmm. Okay. I think that's kind of fair overall. Because like Apple, Apple's there and they're on the right track and they're displaying it like they're just they're displaying it whereas you can easily pick them out. So they like they have it right there, the main thing right there. Whereas with Google and you have to like kind of search for it and figure out what it is. And, yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah. And I mean But yeah. overall Google do seem to have a lot more than Apple, depending like it's, it's how they're displaying it, it's coming off as though they have a lot more. So I would give them a bit more over Apple Zone. Hmm. I'm wondering if that's actually not hurting Apple because they have a lot of stuff on their page too. It's just more magazine styled instead yeah, of like, so like list styled. Fine. So like if you're looking for a specific, because they actually have them, they have them listed with you know Vision, and then they just scroll down. They have one with Heron, and then as you scroll down, they have one with physical, yeah, physical and motor skills. So they have them listed for exactly oh, like learning and literature, learning and literacy. So like they have it, they have it listed directly for if you're look if you're looking for a specific topic, then you just go scroll and look for that. Then you're gonna have like all the different accessibility features that Apple offers, easier to find. Whereas with Google, they're kind of they have it situated per application, or per product. Yeah. One thing I did like about Apple's website as well, I know it's it's kind of skeezy, but I do like the fact that they did it. At the very bottom, they actually do list a link to all of the accessibility products that they have in their store. Things like the SCOG Music, SCOG 2.0 Tactical Musical Interface for iOS and Mac, uh, AbleNet Plate Switch, uh, a big track trackball mouse, um, uh, what looks to be a webcam, a Bluetooth switch, and you know other things that pretty much can tie into their services. <laughs> Help you spend more money. Pretty much, and these things are expensive. <laughs> like the cheapest thing well, on the this. The cheapest one is like 
$65. Yeah, and the most expensive is almost a thousand, which oh, is man. the webcam. Cheers. Like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I said I, I like the fact they did it so they could, people can get quick access to this kind of stuff. <laughs> but these prices, holy crap. Like, I feel <laughs> bad for these people. Apple is so situated. Like they did tell you about the product that you buy them. Like, oh, you know, we also have these to go along with it to help you out. But these are like super expensive. Very. Like, holy crap. But, you know, it, it maybe depends on the reason why they're expensive. Like, maybe it's because people don't necessarily buy these things often and that's the way that they can actually keep up and keep making them and the like as they wait for more stuff to get bought that could be that could be a, a thing hmm i don't know i was looking at some of these stuff but yeah maybe maybe that's like kind of like a roundabout kind of thing that just is for disability well for accessibility products but keeping on with the topic and since we're not going to really touch on the whole iphone burning up exploding thing that happened this week or the <laughs> um, apple getting sued for their uh what was it macbooks the butterfly keyboard keyboards second Yes, and them getting so sued for that. Because <laughs> um, I, don't, I don't think we know the full details as to why that phone like caught fire, do we? Vicky? Oh, you're, she's looking that up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Google Drive is having some things happen to it as well. Or at least they've been announced. And apparently Google Drive is kind of being replaced in a sense. So what's happening is all of your spreadsheets, your documents, your files, they're going somewhere. They're staying where they are. It's just the service that it's being it's in. Is going to be changed to something called google one and that's going to house everything like photos oh, one drive oh it's like it's like one drive <laughs> vicky mm -hmm. i'm glad it wasn't me that i mean wasn't only me that saw that that's that's all i'm gonna say but Apparently, this is going to house things like photos, Drive, Gmail, etc. Pretty much the Google suite of stuff, which is why people who actually use Google suite like for enterprise and stuff, things aren't going to change for them. It's still going to be like, I think it's called, I think. Say <laughs> Apple is always getting sued. Yep. Um, it's going to quiet down soon. Watch. We'll see um but yeah so all non-g suite business google drive storage plans are essentially going to change except for the very uh 
cheapest one. But essentially the, the pricing is, and it's being simplified, you have 100 gigs for $1.99 a month, $1.99 a month, 200 gigs for $2.99 a month, and they're changing the one terabyte to two terabytes for $9.99 a month. And so if you already have the one terabyte, you're automatically getting switched over to two terabytes. I, I'm not sure how I feel about this. I feel I have no real say because I actually do get this free from Google because I, I, they gave me like a year, it was either a year or two years free for the terabyte. So I'm not sure if once it's done, I'm going to switch over <laughs> and keep paying. The thing about I it actually is- I don't really use cloud service a lot. I don't really trust them to be honest with you. Really? So I don't have I don't have much thing to back up. But I'm clearly I, I clearly don't really use Google Drive, so I don't really have much. I don't have like nothing much. And I may have like one or two things there, but it isn't like something with substance. So I'm still on the free version. It's like 15 gigs, if I'm correctly. 15, right? Yeah. 30, one of them. And then iCloud. I have certain things there, but it's more or less connecting all my devices together and like photos like things that people would usually put on the cloud i don't mm -hmm. have that on the cloud so i don't trust that so your apple photos you don't have them synced to your icloud nope so what happens if you lose your phone i have a backup on my computer okay okay hmm. <laughs> so that's why you be talking about google photos with like with such awe sometimes yeah. Sometimes. <laughs> like last week when those new features came out. Yeah, those are cool. Yeah, they were. I, I will not deny that. Now, if only we could get those to actually happen without having to... Actually, I don't know. I don't know if it happens on local files as well as stuff that's already been backed up. I think I'd like to see when that actually gets rolled out. Let's see what happens with that. Um, but yeah, so things like the, uh, um, let me restart all of the G suite business customers will be migrated to new Google one plans. Well, all the ones outside of Google's um, G suite. Um, so it doesn't matter what plan you're on. Um, and the new plans are shareable between family members in some form even though they haven't really given a whole lot of detail about it they just say you know family plan essentially um and like vicky said the free one is 15 gigs though that will also include all your gmail your photos your documents so on and so forth um i wonder why you decide to change the name i don't know i feel, I feel like google drive is such a great fit compared to google one and especially it's going to be confusing because then like are they going to change google photos to call it google one as well is, is, what about yeah, unless they're trying to to just like throw everything into one so therefore they change it google one so they're going to put all the uh, all the stuff that they're probably just kind of come trying to combine everything into one that may be why they changed the name 
I hope they don't do a very Dropboxes thing like what they did with Carousel and stuff like that. And try to merge everything into like a, a folder system with its own subcategory where you click to get to your photos. Um, and then it shows off the photos like in one thing. I, I hope it doesn't go like that. I hope they keep it Sounds separated. Like going that way. Don't, don't do that to me. Okay. People issues. Take care, Kevo. Thanks for joining and for... Well, you didn't follow, but... Thanks for joining during this episode. Um, one thing that they didn't do, though. Well, hold on. So they added something called OneTap Access, which is allowing for customer support for Google products and services, as well as um, complimentary credits to on Google Play and select deals for things like hotels dug up through Google search, etc. So that might be some way to incentivize buying into this product. Um, and that other benefits will be added over time for subscribers. And one thing that they have not said is how much this stuff will cost yearly. These are all monthly prices. So yeah, it starts off in the US and the rest of the world to follow at later points in time so uh i don't know i it's it seems weird to me in a sense like i don't know why they're doing this change like we mentioned i don't know why they're changing the name it, it just seems like it's coming at a very odd time time I feel they're probably just trying to like combine everything into one because they're such, you know, we have a lot of things out there that's kind of doing the same thing. So let's try to minimize this. Yeah. That, that might be what they're trying to do. So they're trying to basically clean up themselves. I mean, maybe. I, I have no I, idea. Though. I'll wait to see. I'll wait to see how it turns out. Because we actually use you actually use Google Drive somewhat at work, so I'm waiting to see how it turns out. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, that that could be interesting. Do let me know how that goes. It will. Uh, you probably may find it faster than me because you use Google like every day, literally twenty four seven. That is true. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah, we are actually having quite a bit of. Issues with the connection today. Wow. Okay. That's interesting. Um, now, I also know that in the U.S., something kind of weird is happening with the U.S. Uh, jail system. It seems that some places are switching out the conventional... Uh, either in-person visits or, you know, going up up to the glass and picking up the phone to talk with someone and using voice call, well, video calls, I should say, uh, to talk to the inmate that you want to speak with. Um, taking this information directly from Ars Technica, they say that, quote, when Rebecca Parr visited her nephew, Justin Harker, Recently, the Knox County Jail in Tennessee, she didn't get the opportunity to see him face-to-face -face or even through the glass. Instead, she was ushered into a cramped, crowded room for a video visitation. 
She talked to him on a telephone headset while watching a grainy video feed of his face. I would have experienced prison visitation. I have experienced prison visitation a lot in my life, she told ours. Her father spent some time in prison when she was a child. This was the most dehumanizing and impersonal that I have ever experienced. I've visited through glass before and that broke my heart when that happened. This was even worse. Yes. Mm-hmm. That was the first thing that came to mind actually when you when you mentioned it. So like but that doesn't give the person who's going to visit, like if it's a family member or someone doesn't give a loved one, like that one on one able to see their face personally and have like a more intimate type of conversation. It's just like you sitting in front of a camera. It's basically like you're, you're watching a TV show pretty much and it's talking back to you. Yeah. Uh, from what she's saying, the quality doesn't seem really good. So. Mm, this, I, mm. this can hurt so many different ways. And it's like, it's it not is. even necessary. It's like you're spending more money buying the stuff and to just let them walk through a door and see their loved one in person i mean even even the windows like what do you spend just like cleaning fluid is it clean up really why I'm, I'm not an advocate for prisoners and people who have done wrong but i mean there is, should be a certain level of humanitarianism inside these kind of things agreed Apparently, um, the video camera is several inches above the screen. And so when you look at a person on the screen, you cannot look them in the eye. And that there is no eye contact whatsoever. And in recent years, more and more jails have been introducing these kind of services. And theoretically, it seems that, you know, these products could make it easier for inmates to maintain their relationships with family and friends outside but many jails have moved in the opposite direction using these as a service as an excuse to restrict or eliminate traditional in-person visits uh there are a number of reasons jail administrators have gone this route but critics say that money plays a big role how what okay in-person visitation requires more staff supervision okay i can get that but so does having you know you still need someone to be inside there when people are talking to um, whoever it is on the screens. You're still. What can they do differently? Like you. Can you, have, you can't slide anything through the glass. Much. They probably doesn't need it. They probably don't need as much guards as they would need if it's going to be like one on one. That's so something that they think of with them since you know you've paid that the salary thing which you just mentioned was costing them money. That's mm. the only thing I could think of. Oh, this is where it comes in. While on-site video visits are usually free, the companies providing the systems generally offer a paid off off-site video calling service too, and jails get a hefty percentage of that money. Apparently, someone who is a human rights defense, who works in the prisoner rights advocate at the Human Rights Defensive Center, um, said that rather than awarding the contract to a company with best rates, jail often pick 
Jails often pick the company that will pay the largest percentage commission to the jail. Uh, essentially a kickback. That only, not only pushes up the prices paid by prisoners, friends, and family, but they have to pay for it. That's even worse. It also creates an incentive for jails to make in-person visit, ex visiting experiences less attractive so they'll make remote calls instead. Wow. Um, apparently the, the journalists arrange for uh, a session themselves. The cost called 19 cents per minute and was notably worse than a FaceTime or, FaceTime or Skype call. It was grainy and jerky, periodically freezing up altogether. Um, at, at least their call didn't have the annoying buzz heard inside their demonstration video from 2012. The software required my face to stay centered in the video frame. If my face, well, if their face left the frame, the video went dark. This is apparently a measure to prevent callers from flashing breasts or other body parts. Really? Uh, apparently, the prisoner told them that the quality of on-site calls is better than remote calls, but whether people make remote video calls or use on-site video visitation systems, that is absolutely no substitute for face-to-face -face calls. It's not the same. Oh, I mean, it goes on from there, but honestly, like, this is horrible, in, in my personal opinion. Like, it is. I feel so. They're already in a very restrictive place. Um, and you're going to get them more restriction in a restricted place. But not only that, then what happens to the families? Like, what happens if you're in there for 10 years or 5 years and you your kid wants to come and, like, see you? Now you have to pay 19 cents a minute to be on a grainy video feed where the kid can't really even see you properly. Has to be trained for their face not to leave the video. Well, not to leave the center of the screen. This is a kid now. And you're not even getting good video quality. You're getting grainy stuff. I get that prisons are... The whole purpose of prisons nowadays are to make money. It's a bad practice. But that is what's happening and it's being allowed. But I mean, they're... There has to be a certain limit to this kind of stuff. I don't know. Like, I just feel like there's, there's a line for humanity and they're kind of crossing it. It's like they're, they're at that thin line. I mean, there will be people that would advocate, you know, that they've they've already crossed that thin line a number of times with other things. But, I mean, this is just one more thing that you're taking away. For 19 cents a minute?
that's that's it's almost not like what I'm as... calling that to a second. I know, yeah, like <laughs> it's worse than those old like collection call ads. Yeah, that's what I was thinking of when you said for 19 cents a minute. <laughs> oh, but I was trying. I was trying not to laugh because it was a serious moment, but. <laughs> I mean, it's better than like some places have like for their their like some telecommunications companies have for their um, rates per minute to call people. But come on, this is you're essentially messing with families at this point, families and friends. Like, how are they supposed to keep up their relationships and of any sort when it, people get? I know when I have a very bad video feed, it annoys the living bejesus out of me. Add on, you know, let's say they have to leave the screen for a moment to stop the kid from like toppling down something. Then the screen's going to go off. It's a good thing in that it allows people to actually view their loved ones from like, they don't have to go to the prison anymore. To see and speak with them. At the same point, that still shows the person that you have still an interest in them, that you're still willing to, you know, stick it out with them, to be with them as a friend or whatever it is. I want to see how how this is going to play out. I'm interested to see if this is going to be a thing where it's going to now. If it's going to decline and they're going to revert back to how things were, or if it's going to in, increase and people would, like other prisons would start doing this and implementing the system. Well, I mean, that's, that's what it seems like they're saying. Like, uh, I don't know. Persons, they should have like a petition out there for persons to like go against this. They should. Um, I don't, I don't know. They they might already because I mean they do have a. There was someone who spoke about it, for um, as a prison rights advocate. Let me see. Apparently, it's not just the prison rights advocates who are making the point. Studies confirm that incarcerated individuals have better outcomes when they receive in-person visits from family members and supportive community members, wrote the Department of Justice National Institute of Corrections in a 2014 report. The report found that video visitation was likely to have significant benefits for both inmates and society. However, the agency argued that video visits shouldn't become a substitute for face-to-face -face visits. Traditional in-person visiting is a best practice that should be con that should continue in all correctional settings when possible. And the view was echoed by the American Correctional Association, which is the organization that provides accreditation for jails. Oh my lord! Apparently, the group urged correctional facilities to maintain visitation programs and use new technologies only as supplements to existing in-person visitation. We should all allow these visits so people can manage good relationships. They argue that... Oh, 
That way they'll be able to do their time, get out, and do well afterwards. Which, isn't that the point for those persons that actually aren't serving life sentences? Yes, Plus we get corrected in the, correct, in the correctional facility and then you come out. And it's supposed to be like a changed human being, blah, blah, blah. Supposedly. Whether it works or not is to be seen. I know it does for a lot of people. It doesn't work for everyone. Not every solution works for everyone. Everyone. Yep. Agreed. So, anyway, before I get more frustrated about and thinking about this and people's families and start taking on that burden that I probably shouldn't. Um, that does cover, I think, all of our topics that we had planned for tonight. Correct? Aren't we doing the one plus? Oh, no. Holy moly! You are right. <laughs> yeah, that was actually supposed to be our starting one, now that I think about it. Um, yeah, so the okay. one... <laughs> clearly been a rough day michael it's okay <laughs> <laughs> it actually has been um yes yeah, so oneplus came out uh yesterday with their new phone so that would have been the 26th of may i think oh no 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 not the 26th 16th, 16th yes um came up with the oneplus and also a new well their very first fair pair of headphones wireless headphones which i am not 100 percent sure about like how they, you feel about uh, i know they're kind of cheap i buy them <laughs> 69 well 69 dollars 69 euros it's 69 pounds it's it's not a bad price for something I that i buy to test it out right like but be, if you're purchasing the phone and you're getting it free well see here's the thing if you're purchasing the f i think it was getting it like that you were only only if you had bought tickets to the unveiling you got the oh, headphones free look how they spin that yeah that's what they, how they how they said it, it came across as though you know if you go online now and purchase the phone from their website you're going to get them for free like what google did with the home mini yeah no i don't think they're going to do that Oh, if, I, if I remember it correctly, I could be wrong, but if I remember it correctly, they said, you know, if you bought tickets to come out and see the unveiling, so on and so forth, when you go online and buy your uh, phone, you're going to get the headphones free. Uh, now, when they said, guess what you're going to get free or something along those lines, I'm pretty sure everyone there was like, oh, you're going to give us the free phone. Nah, nah, you just getting headphones. <laughs> if you buy the phone, you can get headphones. Uh, but I mean, okay, so getting onto the phone itself. It's, it feels in, like, I look at it, I look at the midnight black version, and I see the Galaxy S9. Like, but what a better OS. It's closer. Uh, it's closer to stock than so it's Samsung's bloatware filled OS. Yes, it is. But at the same point, they do add bloat onto it, like gaming mode, which they copied from Samsung, and 
have, still haven't even copied it over properly. Samsung still does a better job than most of the other companies out there that decide to bring on a gaming mode to their um, version of, well, to their phone. But, I mean, design-wise, this thing, like, looks like an S9. Like, holy crap. I, I, I loved it. I don't know. It might just be me. I'm but not saying I it's bad. I'm not saying it's bad at all. I'm just saying it looks like an S9. S9, S9 mixed with the iPhone 10. <laughs> <laughs> at least the notch was small. It's not that bad. The notch. Don't get me on with that notch. That notch is horrible. I don't know why these places are going with notches. They just Because Apple did it. People it are accepting it. And that's no, the way to go. No, no, no. Wrong. <laughs> ultra wide is the wrong thing why are you making bigger screens that use more battery life when you're not giving us more battery you're trying to make these phones smaller without making the batteries bigger because you're saying yeah. oh well the weight and everything like that no give us a bigger battery that's what people are no asking for bigger screens we all suffer the consequences no just give us a bigger can, battery until they decide to give us a bigger battery no <laughs> this is why i'm saying <laughs> screw that I'm I'm fine with screens like this size. Like I'm fine with screens being like this size. But screw that notch. Screw I'm that notch. I'm the only one that's fine with my screen being I mean, let me trying to button on my screen. Okay. I feel like I'm fine with my screen being like this. Am I the only one? Mm. I don't mind the I don't mind my chin and forehead. I mean the, the forehead could be a bit smaller, but I'm okay I mean, with it. I got, I have, I have it too. Like, yeah, yeah, this isn't that big. Right up in here and down here. But, yeah, it's not that big. It's not big. I, I don't mind having a little bit of a chin and a, and a forehead. forehead. Until they can successfully figure out a way to make these screens edge to edge without having a notch. Bingo. <laughs> I mean, I want to see, I, I really want to see how things are in the future. I hope I live that see that long. But I hope I live long to see that. I feel the next thing that's going to come out, quite honestly. Is the three cameras? Don't say it. <laughs> oh. I, I wasn't going to say that. I wasn't going to oh. say that, but <laughs> the way you said it. <laughs> I feel like two cameras is enough, man. It is. It really is. But what I think, well, what I hope happens is instead of the notch, pretty much where they put the notch like for the camera and the uh, like pretty much everything there they just have the cutouts in the screen and like forget all the black space around it you just have everything in the center so you just have a little hole there the sensor and, the and that's it ah. and if you need put something that reflects the light to make it like mimic the the um the black top or whatever it is that you have up top there for notifications i mean that works at least in my mind so i want to see let's see if that's the way they're going to go i think that's the way that'll make it the most simplistic without having to do like what one company did and you know say screw the front camera you're gonna plug this thing up on the top here <laughs> like the essential phone uh if you want a good camera boop But, um, I mean, overall, it is a good device. I would say it's a good flagship device. Spec-wise, 
I was a little surprised that they start. One thing that pissed me off a little bit, I'll be quite honest. In the initial slide, they said it had six gigs of RAM. And then later on, they're like, no, it has eight gigs of RAM. And so inside the Discord channel, like we, one of our um, viewers pretty much was going on. A, we were going on about it. And, you know, the point was brought up that some generally these what companies will do is they'll put six slash eight. And he's saying it's probably, you know, the six is the lower end one, 64 gigs and the eights the higher up, which is exactly right, which is exactly what they did. The six being the six gigs of RAM being for the 64 gigs hard drive, which was the cheapest one for like 500 and something dollars. Then the next one was eight gigs with 258 gigs of RAM. And then the next one was eight gigs with 256 gigs of RAM, which I think is a little overkill to be quite honest. 256? Yeah. Yeah. I want 256. I'm using about a hundred and something gigabytes on my phone. Why are you using a hundred gigabytes on your phone, miss? Because actually I'm still, I'm still back in 2000 and I download music and my music library is about a hundred and something gigs. I gotta, I gotta be able to have like everything that I would want on my phone. If I get rid of my music, I'm probably gonna go back to like only using, <laughs> only using like maybe 20 gigs <laughs> on my phone. If I get rid of all my music, I'm pretty sure I'll probably maybe 50 gigs, 20 to 50 gigs. So I'm gonna have like 200 and something just free sitting there. Wow, miss. Wow. Just wow. You always gotta make sure you never get that. You're running low on storage space notification see i don't i don't have to worry about that because you use the cloud yeah yeah i don't trust the cloud 100 percent. so i don't use the cloud all my photos all my videos they get sent up i then i just say hey well are they already backed up yes they are let's delete them from my phone clear up some space Good or you could just get the 256 gigabyte model on your phone. <laughs> I'm, I'm good. I'm good. I don't need that all that space. You apparently do. Like, holy crap, you apparently do. But, um, yeah, overall, I think it's a, I think this is where flagships need to be price wise, to be quite honest. Um, between the 500 to 600. And fifty dollar range. Yes, like I like that. The amount of specs that they well improvements that they give from the OnePlus Five T for just like five hundred dollars. It's like wow, like this could really be a pretty decent selling phone just mainly because of the specs. The specs are like up there with the twenty first century, well, two thousand eighteen, where we are now. I but, think it's the twenty second century. Well, that's where we are now. Let's see. Hey, Google. Show off. <laughs> <laughs> it actually didn't respond to me. Hey, Google. What century are we in? According to Wikipedia, the 21st century is the current century of the Anno Domini era or Common Era in accordance with the Gregorian calendar. It began on January okay, stop. 2000. Google, oh, stop. stop. December 31st, hey, Google, stop. Okay. So we're still in the 21st century. Still in the 21st century, apparently. I feel like we'd be in here when I was in high school. I mean, elementary. 
But yeah, like the specs, the specs are good enough to survive in, in like as a flagship in 2018, but doesn't have the 2018 price tag. Well, 2017 price yeah. tag. Yep. Actually, hold on. When I think about it, because it was 20th Century Fox when I was back in the 1990s. Yeah, it would be the 21st Century Fox because then they changed it. Okay, sorry. Yeah, little tangent there. <laughs> but um. Yeah, like, it would be good if they could kind of, you know, show off and, like, if they don't have problems like they have in the past. Um, and show off, you know, we can make a very good flagship phone for this price. There's no reason why you need to spend almost $1,000 for a good flagship phone. Agreed. Getting two of them is enough to get you a MacBook. Pretty much the baseline MacBook. And then a little, like a bubbler will, well, not a bubbler, but a mid-range phone will take you to like a high-end laptop kind of thing, like a Windows laptop. So, yeah, I mean, I I hope they do well. I'm probably not going to get one. I'm probably going to wait to see what the Pixel 3 comes out as. I hope they do well as well. A friend of mine has the 5T. I want to... And when if I ever see him, I would like to get a hands-on. From what I hear, the Fire T has a really good battery life. So, I know some people were like wondering how is the six going to do if it's going to have the same kind of good battery life, which would then counter a little bit my whole thing about the notch, I guess. But <laughs> the Five T doesn't have a notch, so we will see. Yeah. He was tripping up when I sent him the link. He's like, oh my gosh. It's like, you know, something in me told me to wait. Because the 6 is coming out soon. But man, I had to, I, like, I just fell into my temptation. I had to get the 5T. So they got it this year? Um, Yeah, I think he actually just got it. What month in May? I think he got it from since March. Wow. April, April, March, one of them. Yeah, that kind of sucks. <laughs> um, yeah, that, that timing sucks. Yeah, but five T wasn't a bad buy, so yeah. he's still he's still he's still holding on. He's just close there. I would suggest he wait just a little bit longer next time when he wants to update. Oh boy. Okay. So yeah. I think that really does cover all of our topics for this week. Um, I would like to thank Vicky for coming on the show. You're welcome. And I'd like to thank our uh, new follower, Omega WT, for joining. And also Kevo8901 for being part of the, uh, the chat today. So until next time, guys, don't forget. We'll be on next week, 